Hi, and welcome to the podcast channel for podcastmybusiness.com.au and contentmadeeasy.com.au. And today we have Roz from elato.com.au, and we're talking about awesome um, ice cream, some of which is vegan, which is great. How are you, Roz? I'm great. Thank you, Tony. Excellent, excellent. So, um, you know, we're at an interesting time. I think people need some more lifting up and we're mm. heading into Christmas and the like. Absolutely. Yeah, but you've got a great range of ice cream. And what, what inspired you to um, get into the world of ice cream? Uh, look, it's an interesting story. Um, I did food chemistry at uni uh, when I did my law degree. And so I've always been a bit of a foodie and interested in getting under the hood. Um, I didn't know it was going to end up being ice cream that I delved into in a lot of detail. Um, that happened because actually I've got an identical twin who is making ice cream recipes at home. We were sharing recipes. We both started making ice cream just, you know, just because you do, because you've got recipes. Um, yeah. And, you know, it was, was nothing more. But then my husband decided that I was starting to get a bit of interest. And so he got me a textbook on uh, making ice cream, which seems a bit over the top. But for me, that was absolute nirvana because I then discovered that ice cream was essentially a really good fit for my interest and skills because to do to make a beautiful ice cream that's going to work perfectly at small scale or at large scale it's all about understanding the maths the physics and the chemistry and of course I did food chemistry at uni and I really love the science and I'm also very good at maths and so that whole thing got me very excited and the more I knew the more I wanted to know and suddenly my just hobby or making recipes at home became much more of an obsession and um, fortunately, there was a gelato making class here in Melbourne at William Anglis, which I attended. And it struck me somewhat um, horrifically that gelato, which is a beautiful fresh product, and you know they throw it out every three days. And it's interesting that's partly because um, gravity pushes the air out and it turns into a horrible mush and it can't be sold. But quite apart from that, they use quite a lot of powdered chemicals in the product. And uh, that really shocked me. Not just me, everyone in the class were like, what? Um, That's weird. And so I thought, and so I started my journey at that point, which was, I don't really want to use chemicals. Is there a way around that? And they said, look, we're using chemical emulsifier. It's extracted from nature, but it is made synthetically. What is an emulsifier? Okay, so, we look at these ingredients. Sure, and sure. So an emulsifier is very simply, it just joins the fat and the water together. So when you make a mayonnaise, for example, when you're beating the oil together uh, with the other ingredients and you've got an egg yolk in there, all of a sudden that oil gets incorporated into the mix because of the emulsifier, which is lecithin, inside the egg yolk. And basically, simplistically, it's um, uh, a chemical itself, obviously, but natural, where it's got one end that sticks onto a water molecule and the other end sticks onto the fat and hence it joins them together in a very, very simple way. And in ice cream, you have 60% or more water the rest solids and obviously you've got in the case of ice cream in our case we've got about 13% fat and if you don't have something that makes the water and the fat join together it's going to taste icy it's not going to taste smooth and beautiful and creamy so you must have an emulsifier and egg yolk is a stunning version of that beautifully natural makes an amazing product beautiful tasting product and I just kept thinking why don't we just do that and of course the answer is cost cost is the reason it's not used both in the gelato area as well as in manufacturing. And I just thought, no, that, that's just not gonna be the case for me. So in our dairy versions, we use egg yolk, and it just really adds to the taste, it's exceptional. 
in the vegan version we use sunflower lecithin which is uh, again extracted from nature uh, it's the same concept it's this lecithin with the uh, water end and the fat end that join together um, and because it's extracted from nature it's what I prefer to use now I could use that in the dairy but I don't because um, the flavor of the egg yolk is so good it's really hard to miss and it's all about flavor so um, you know then I went but to Italy just to finish off the story then I went to Italy because yeah. I needed to know more um, did advanced uh, classes there where they gave me the chef whites so that I earned them um, and then that was all fine. We decided we wanted to potentially start doing a, you know, a business and started to look at how, what that might look like. And then um, I learned, which I hadn't realized, that ice cream has significantly less sugar than gelato um, and obviously is a lot more scalable because of the way it's made. And it's, you, you use large factories to scale up. And at the end of the day, my husband and I, the whole idea of this was to use my skills and knowledge to give back. And so we were looking at a way we could do it that was scalable so that I could leverage my skill set at the maximum amount possible and doing it at scale is the way you do that. Uh, and so gelato didn't really fit anymore because basically it wasn't healthy, as in it has a lot more sugar, about 30% more sugar than, um, gelato, than ice cream. It also has, um, has less fat. Ice cream has more fat, but fat's not the enemy anymore. Sugar is. Um, and the other difference is which... Um, helps towards the whole scaling is that ice cream has a little bit more air than gelato and so it actually if you want to do a, a large-scale product it can go from shop to home the air actually creates insulation for the product to have melting resistance when it travels from shop to home and so I suddenly thought you know what I've backed the wrong horse here I really need to be making ice cream and so I was writing to the world's leading academic in Canada uh, Professor Douglas Goff about ice cream I was reading his textbook and he said look you know you've got enough knowledge come to my master class um, in Canada which was December 2019 and that's when everything changed and my product became ice cream and I learned all about these really interesting ways of uh, modifying the product and his I went on my lactose journey it all happened in Canada which was December 2019 so all my recipes that I'd done for gelato and all the work went out the window and I started from scratch mm. right okay so the way that you do it, you're not being a tight ass, which is what the major manufacturers are, by having their chemical binding lecithin or whatever it was. Well, it's actually it's a, it's a product good. called uh, mono, mono and diglyceride. It is actually found right. in nature, but to extract it from nature is too expensive, so they do make it synthetically. So they'd say let's say it's a natural product, but in fact it's not made naturally. Nature-like, I think, is the yes, term, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And look, it is, it's a very, very effective product, uh, but just um, mm. not um, mm. extracted from nature in the way that we use our egg yolk as emulsifier. So I, I've um, tried making um, ice cream at home. I've got the full-blown ice cream maker right. with the compressor and what have you, the full one. It's been sitting there for two years now. Um, and I gave it a go because I wanted to make ice cream with less sugar because you're right. Sugar is the enemy, not fat. Yep. Yeah. And at home, you know, you make it with fresh cream yep. and egg whites or whatever it is um, and sugar. And I thought, oh, there must be ways of reducing the sugar. But what I found is that if you don't have enough sugar, it just turns to a solid block. Absolutely. That's exactly, that's the chemistry of ice cream. So what the sugar does, it's quite cool, is it literally um, gets in the way of the water molecules finding each other and creating a, a strong lattice. So the more sugar you have, the less hard it's going to be because the water cannot find each other because mm. the sugar's in the mm. way. Mm. 
Um, and so you're absolutely right. So less sugar, the much harder it is. Um, and so um, because our, our product's all about taste and texture, um, we, uh, we, we don't compromise on sugar, but we do something different with sugar, uh, which I don't know if you want to move on to that, uh, which enables mm. us to use 30% less added sugar. And I think as we discussed before we started today, um, I, I drink lactose-free milk. I discovered I was getting bloated and when I stopped having full cream milk made a huge difference. But I was caught up with some friends on the weekend and we we're having a coffee. So why don't you try lactose free? Mm. Because it tastes sweeter. Yes. But actually has less sugar than actual normal milk. That's not correct. It has exactly the same ah. amount of sugar. All they've done. So so no, that's I mean, they might think that, but that's good in a way because okay. that's kind of what we do is that lactose-free milk and cream the reason it's lactose-free is they've just we've just done one thing which um, mm. in normal milk they haven't done they've taken the sugar which is lactose and they've split it into its two parts so it's two parts joined together glucose and galactose and we use a naturally occurring enzyme which is in your gut also found in nature called lactase and all it does is it splits it down the middle pulls the two sugars apart so they float around separately instead of being together but when they're separate they're three times sweeter than when they're together. So that's all we've done. We haven't added any sugar. We've split one big molecule into two and created um, a, a sweetness uplift. And as a result of it suddenly becoming sweeter, we then add less sugar. And that's how we add 30% less added sugar because all of the lactose has been broken down to make it sweeter. So if there's 30% less sugar, does that mean I can eat 30% more ice cream? That's entirely up to you. Uh, I won't answer that question. <laughs> Um, uh, in terms of total sugar, we also use a bit less um, sugar to in total because obviously all we've done is converted what was counted as sugar into another form of sugar. So, but in, notwithstanding that, we still use less irrespective. Um, we use about 16.8% total sugar and most of the other ice creams out there are using um, close to 20% in uh, total sugar. And that, that's to do with softness and scoopability and not necessarily to do with taste, it's to do with the functional um, aspects of ice cream to make it more functional and, and uh, more scoopable. And also helps with, um, a little bit helps with adding uh, additional air to it. You know, there are lots of reasons why they add more sugar. They don't really need to, and that's why we don't. Yeah, exactly. And let's just, um, I guess, get into a little bit of the vegan version. Sure. Of course, milk, is milk vegan? No, it's not. No, absolutely not. No. Mm. Uh, so, so we do a vegan version um, of, uh, you actually can't call it legally ice cream. You can't, we can describe it as ice cream because the requirement to use the word ice cream on package is it must have 10% milk fat. So even if you get less than 10% milk fat, you can't call it ice cream and then I guess you'd call it gelato. Um, mm. There's no definition of gelato, it's sort of, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, so mm. our vegan is used, uh, uses coconut cream as its base um, and it's a dark chocolate, we call it a dark chocolate truffle because we actually finish it off with cocoa powder at the end. So when you open it up, it's, um, it's got a nice sort of dark um, crust on the top. And also it has another great um, impact in that it actually prevents um, ice forming on the surface because the ice, which you call ice burn, forms on top of ice cream because the air has moisture. And when it hits the cold surface of the ice cream and it can circulate around with that gap, it leaves its moisture dripping around, which then becomes ice. So if that surface is covered, in this case with cocoa powder, the ice can't, the, the moisture can't 
hit the surface and form the ice because it's covered. Mm. So has that helped as well as giving it, get it, giving it good preservation. Um, and we're using, um, it's dark chocolate, so it's got um, uh, 100% um, chocolate as well as uh, cocoa powder. Um, it's a very strong dark flavour and we have the most incredible chocolate from the Solomon Islands with a company called Solomon's Gold who um, uh, have set up the business there. Uh, they are also have um, committed to social impact and they're also a social enterprise where they are absolutely committed to the local community. They cover health costs, education. Um, they're you know, a really exceptional company and amazing to work with and their chocolate just happens to be spectacular. So when I met them right. and tried their product, I just had to have it. Uh, you know, it's not the cheapest chocolate you can find, but it's certainly the flavour is amazing and um, uh, it really adds to the product. But in addition to that, um, we also use, we're the first, I think, in Australia to use what we're calling an unalkalized cocoa powder. And again, that's a chemical-free cocoa powder. Now, cocoa powder, you might think that's pretty natural, but um, most cocoa powders are very acidic, um, have a yucky aftertaste. Uh, and so they use what's called the Dutch method, which is where you add sodium carbonate to get rid of the acid. It's a, basically alkali, it gets added to the acid, makes it go away, but it's a chemical and I don't want to have any chemicals in my products. So we use the unalkalized version, in other words, the untreated version. We found a beautiful cocoa powder that's not bitter and not um, acidic. Uh, and we ship that in exclusively into Australia. No one else is doing it and really, again, enhances the flavor, but makes sure that we have a chemical-free product. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about too much about the science of ice cream, but again, at home, I remember hearing these recipes about um, the so-called sugar-free ice creams, right. and they said, oh, you get all the um, Nutrisweet or whatever it is, and you get three times the amount of sugar that you'd need and then you add alcohol. Does alcohol, okay, here we go, yeah. added to ice cream, keep it soft? Absolutely. It's a similar concept to the way you add extra sugar. The alcohol molecules, if you like, get in between the water and yeah. prevents it from um, freezing, which is why when you put vodka in the freezer, it doesn't freeze. There's no yeah. very limited amount of water in there and the water just cannot freeze, it can't do it. So yeah, alcohol is a really good way of providing softness to your ice cream if you're going to use um, sweeteners. Uh, in fact, that, that would be what I would advocate. The other, other one that's quite good is salt. Salt has a similar effect in preventing the water from, mm. from um, finding itself. It does help, but obviously you don't want to be too salty. But alcohol, yeah, um, yeah very, very effective at um, increasing mm -hmm. softness. So you're, you're, right, you're right on the, the money there. You've got the right advice if you're going to use artificial sweeteners is to add alcohol to make it go, give you the softness that you're looking for. Wow, that's interesting. So are you going to come up with a alcohol-based product? Uh, look, in the future, um, anything's possible. Again, there are all sorts of laws around that. If you have more than 1% booze, it has to be a registered product. It can't be sold over the counter. So, uh, a, so yeah, maybe initially a 1% alcohol version would be okay. Otherwise, you know, the kids can't have it. You can't sell it in the, in yeah. the supermarket. It causes a lot of problems. But, you know, in the, I would never say never. Um, you know, I personally love doing those kind of uh, fun things and Interesting, mm. when we were, I was in Italy, I got the award for the best tasting um, ice cream, which was a, um, uh, it was a chocolate vegan one as well. And it was a Black Forest cake, which we did with rum, and it was sensational. And we had chocolate cake in it and cherries, and it was amazing. So I love doing that kind of thing. And I still, I still play with those kind of flavors, even if I can't manufacture them um, at this stage. Mm. 
Well, maybe we should get the recipe. Yeah, no, it was good. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, because like rum, rum is good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, look, basically the driver behind all this is giving back and we're giving um, mm. half of our profits to Oz Harvest because you know, I love what they do both locally and internationally, both repurposing food and feeding people who are hungry because they're not just doing it locally, but they're also doing it offshore. They're kind of rolling their model out offshore, which is exceptional. And of course, Ronnie Khan is, you know, an exceptional leader of that group. So, and very warming and welcoming to us. Um, so that's, for me, that's the driver is, this was all about leveraging my skills to give back. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's I think, um, really the, the ethos and the purpose behind the brand. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to see other businesses start to um, take up the mantle and do a similar thing um, if they can. Um, you know, that's our commitment to give back. And, you know, it's a, it's a really important part of our business. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important to give back when you can. And we're now through the other side of what we've been going through for two years. Um, so, yeah, and we're heading up to Christmas. So... I think this is a great time for people to go. And now, where, where can we find your products? So we're very fortunate. We've got an amazing distributor, um, Wanda Nissen, who are distributing nationally. So we're in over 200 stores nationally. We're, in, we're not quite in, I think we might be heading to the Northern Territory and the ACT soon. Tasmania, I think they're starting to roll out. But all the other states, mm. there's at least um, 20 or 30 stores per capital city or in the regions. So they have to go to our website which is www.alato.com.au and we've got a stockist list, just punch in your postcode or your address and see um, what's close. Uh, and those store numbers are increasing day by day because we're getting really good take up by the retailers. The, uh, the lights, the automated lights just went off. Funny. <laughs> the automated lights, it's so easy to forget them. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. So, so yeah, so they can buy it at, um, uh, independent supermarkets um, mm. pretty much everywhere. We're all, you know, almost entirely around the country, so it's all great. Well, it's good to see an independent supporting independence, and I Absolutely. think small business is becoming a bigger movement now rather than the mass-produced, mass products. And when people start tasting the real thing, yeah. they won't go back. Absolutely, no. We, we're getting great feedback on the taste because it's, you know, it's truly authentic ice cream. You know, a vanilla is a traditional vanilla made with egg yolk. Um, we infuse it overnight with um, ground vanilla bean and um, vanilla so seeds. So it has little black bits in it? Absolutely, but lots, a lot, a lot more than anyone. But those black bits mostly in other products, I have to say, are just added at the end of the process. They've got no flavor. They're just there for no, look. No. Whereas we add it right at the beginning when we're cooking the ice cream and it gets uh, infused overnight. And so it's, you know, it's a really true vanilla, which right. is why we call it triple vanilla. Um, plus, obviously, we add vanilla essence as well. It's you know, it's a really um, traditional, beautiful, rich vanilla. Uh, the coffee is also deep and rich. Uh, same thing. Um, we're using a cold brew infused coffee to create you know a really deep, rich flavour. Uh, not too much bitterness because cold brew luckily kind of helps you avoid the bitterness. Um, uh, so both of those are in beautiful, deep, rich infusions with great flavour and great texture. And obviously the chocolate is, you know, a really deep, strong, rich chocolate, mm. which, uh, you know, chocolate lovers, I'm told, are really enjoying. Fantastic. All right. Thank you very much, Roz. And thanks thank for your you, time. Tony. Thank you so much for the time and the opportunity. Okay. So... Uh...